Well, today I have the great privilege of concluding our series on our mission, Follow Jesus, Love People. Follow Jesus, Love People. Last week, we focused in on what it really means to follow Jesus. And today, we're gonna lean into what it means to love people and love people God's way. Love people the way that he loves us. For you see, love is more than a feeling, it's also a choice, it's a decision. It's a decision to take action. Love doesn't stand by, it steps in, it shows up, it shows out, it gives, it gives and it gives. In fact, I've titled today's message, Love Out Loud. Love out loud, love out loud. I invite you to say it with me. Let's love out loud. We get the opportunity to love out loud, to love people the way Jesus loves us. In 1950, a man by the name of Philip James and his wife Elizabeth, they felt called to love out loud. God called them to be missionaries, but not on the home front, but to go to another country. And God led them to the country of Ecuador to minister to the Kachuga Indians. And after about six years of ministry, fruitful ministry, and seeing people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Philip James felt the tug to do more, to reach further, to go further than he had ever gone before. He felt called to minister to an unreached people group called the Ayuka. It's a a group of people that live in the Amazon. And he felt the tug of God to go minister to them. So he and his four ministry friends, his four missionary friends, they began to make efforts to reach out to the Ayuka people. They began to give gifts as a sign of peace offering to say to them, we mean you no harm. Finally, the day arrived for them to go and reach out to these people. They landed in a small area out in the middle of the forest. And as they deplaned, they encountered 10 Ayuka warriors. And they thought this was gonna be a positive exchange, but what happened is, and what Philip James and his four friends did and not know, was that someone had lied to the Ayuka people. And someone had told them that these men meant harm to them. And so 10 warriors killed Philip's James Elliot, also known as Jim Elliot and his four ministry friends. Jim Elliot died at the age of 28. He paid the biggest price. He decided to follow Jesus and love people. And he knew that when he was reaching out to this unreached people group, that there was the possibility that he would lose his life, but he was willing to do it because he knew the importance of loving out loud. In fact, after he died, his wife Elizabeth gathered together his, his journals and she found these words in his journals and it speaks about the life of Jim Elliot. This is what he wrote in his journal. This was meant as a prayer to God. He says this, I do not seek long life, but a full one like you, Lord Jesus. Jim Elliot understood that anything worth living for is also worth dying for. He was willing to love out loud. He'd been compelled by the message of Jesus to love people, to love people. In fact, I wanna take you to the scriptures. We're gonna look at the word of God. We're gonna look at John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. But before we get to that text, I wanna remind us 
that at the very beginning of Jesus's ministry, he's teaching his first followers about what it really means to love. He reminds them that there's two important commandments. They're recorded in Mark chapter 12. And he tells them, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then he goes on to say this. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no command greater than these. And then he proceeds to do life with these, with these disciples for three and a half years. And right before he goes to the cross, he gives them a new commandment. He says, you've been with me for three and a half years and I'm inviting you to love a little differently. You heard it said that you should love your neighbor as yourself, but I'm inviting you to do something a little different. And that brings, you, brings us to our text today, which is John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Let's look at the word of God together. Open up your Bible, your Westover app. Let's look together. He says this, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. In fact, say it with me. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Jesus, in this moment, what he's doing is he's revising this second command. He's expanding it a little bit more. He says, you've understood what it means to love someone as yourself because that's the best love you understood. But now you've seen my expression of love to you. And now I'm inviting you to love people the way that I love you. I'm inviting you to love people because I've loved you first. In other words, what Jesus is reminding them is this. Loved people love people. Loved people love people. Because we have been loved by God, we've seen his extravagant love expressed to us, he's inviting us to love people as well. Now I know it's easy to love people that are easy to love. And it's real hard to love people. Like when you're on the road and that person's going slow in the fast lane or that coworker that's like hugging a cactus. Loving people is one of those things where we have to love even when people are unlovable. I heard someone once say, love difficult people. You're one of them. We're all difficult people. And Jesus loved us enough to love us. From this passage, I wanna share with you the way God loves us out loud. And here are two truths about the love of God. The first one is this, God's love is visible. God's love is visible. It's visible. God understood that we did not have the capacity to understand who he was. So what did he do? He became a man. He was able to share with us a visible, tangible, physical expression of who God is to us in the person of Jesus Christ. He wanted us to know him. He wanted us to understand what he's all about. He wanted people to know what it was to be hugged and touched and embraced by God. And today we get the opportunity to love people in the same way, to give a physical, tangible, visible expression of God's love to people. And this is what Jesus says. Verses 34 and 35, he says, love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. What he's saying is, is that the proof of your willingness to follow me is, is found in your love of people. 
We can't just say that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's only part of the command. We must be willing to love others the way he loves us. Those two work together. The first one is the most important, but they're linked together. We can't have one without the other. We must have the first one in order to show the second one but they work together. In order for us to fully experience the love of God and share God's love, we have to love God fully and we also have to be willing to share God's love with others. God's calling us as a church. He's calling us to be a visible, tangible expression of his love to a world that needs his love desperately. Today, I wanna share with you six things we wanna be known for. We want people to know that as a church, we are for our community. We're fully invested. We're all in on the community. Whether it's through sports ministry or partnering with the food bank or giving resources to CAM, a Christian assistance ministry to help people who are in need, or whether it's, whether it's just reaching out through Westover Cares or helping a single mom who needs some assistance, we are for our community. We don't just wanna be in a community, we wanna be for the community. We also wanna be known as a church that helps families win. We want marriages and families to thrive. That's why we have parenting and family classes. That's why we have a kids ministry. That's why we have a vibrant student ministry. And I just wanna share with you as a praise report that we just had a Kids Connect night and we had over 300 kids come and have fun and experience the presence of God. And within the last week, we've had 15 students say yes to the infilling of the Holy Spirit, so much so that they overflowed and they now have a heaven language that they can pray to see God move in their life. And God deserves praise for that. We're also a church, we're always inviting. We're always inviting. We're always inviting people to meet and follow Jesus. We're always inviting people to come to church. We're always inviting people to take a first or a next step. We're always inviting people to meet new friends. We're always inviting people to get connected. We're always inviting people to join a life group. We're always inviting people to step in and join a ministry team. Why? Because God loves us too much to leave us where we're at. And invited people are included people. It's not about us versus them, it's all of us together. Because as a church, we're better together. We're better together. We also wanna be known as a church that's always growing. We're always spiritually growing. We're always growing together as a community of faith. We're not just a, a crowd of people, but we're a family, the family of God. We're always growing. We're saying, we're gonna continue to move forward. We're gonna continue to grow in our faith. We're gonna continue to move forward and advance the kingdom of God. We're also a church that is, we're full of generous givers. We wanna be known as a church that's generous. We want people to know that we love when we give, that we love giving, but we also love by giving, that we're generous with our time, our talent, our treasure that we're willing to give what's necessary to make a kingdom impact, whether it's giving apples to educators or sponsoring kids to be part of our sports league, whether it is giving to Kingdom Builders Project so that we can build another Bible school so more people can know Jesus. We are generous for the kingdom of God and for his purpose. And most importantly, we wanna be known as a people, as a community of faith that are followers of Jesus, that we 
walk, talk, and think like Jesus, that we love people the way Jesus loves them. In fact, I had the opportunity unexpectedly this week to share life and hope with the lady I met at Walmart. I went to Walmart on an errand for my wife. I went to pick up something. It was right in the middle of the morning. And I went to check out and I asked the lady, as I often do, I said, how are you today? And she says, I'm not good. I said, well, why? And she said, every day is a sad day. I lost my husband last year and I miss him so very, very much. I said, well, I want you to know that God loves you and God sees you. And she said, I worry about my husband. And I said, well, why? She said, because right before he passed, he said, I hope I go to heaven. And I told him, I think you will because you're a good person. I said to the lady, I said, are you by chance part of a church community? She said, no. I sometimes go to church with my son, but I don't go very often because I work on the weekends. And she said, are you part of a church? I said, yes, I go to Westover Hills Church. <laughs> and she says, I've heard of that church. In fact, I've helped a lot of people come through because there's certain times of the year when people are buying stuff and they tell me that they're bringing it to church to give it to someone else. She said, are you involved? I said, <laughs> I said yes, I'm the lead pastor. I went on to tell her, I said, you can be assured, you can be assured of heaven. All we have to do is confess from our heart out loud that we want Jesus to be in charge of our life and that we accept his forgiveness, the forgiveness of our sins. And as I was saying that, she was repeating the words that I was saying with tears coming down her face. I said, you wanna pray with me? And she nodded her head. And we prayed right there at the Walmart checkout. And she gave her life to Jesus. And it just so happened that she was going on her break, so she was leaving the checkout area, and she put her hand on my hand, and she said, thank you. You were sent by God today to speak with me. And I said, God bless you. I'll be praying for you. I invite you to pray for her. I invite you to pray for her not gonna share her name, but I'm inviting you to pray that God would work in her life, that she would discover that the joy of the Lord is her strength. And that's what we're all about. We wanna be known as a, as a church that gives a visible, tangible expression of God's love. For you see, when we love like Jesus, the world takes notice. In fact, love builds a bridge over which the gospel can cross. For you see, people don't care how much we know unless they know how much we care. The world wants to know if we really love them. And they can feel it. We can say I love you to somebody, but if our heart is not in it, they know it's not true. Now husbands, you know this to be true. You can't just tell your wife I love you one time and that's forever and ever, right? You, you may say that to your wife. I, I said I love you to, to you when we got married. That should do it. No. Love has to be ongoing, has to be constant action, constantly showing up, constantly giving back. Love builds a bridge across which the gospel can cross. And we as a church, we wanna invite you to make God's love visible. In fact, I believe, 
I believe that our life is intended to be a gospel message. Someone once said, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. People can feel the love. They know when it's real. And they know when it's a tangible expression of God's love. They know when we're just giving them lip service and when we're giving them love. And God is challenging us as a church to love out loud, to really love people. Imagine what would happen to our families, to our friendships, to our community, to our workplace if we really loved out loud. I wanna remind you, I wanna remind you that God's calling us to build this bridge. Someone needs a friend like you. Someone's praying for a friend like you. Someone who's gonna show up in the difficult times. Someone who's gonna celebrate when life is good and someone who's gonna pray for you when life is difficult. Someone needs a friend like you. You were created for a friendship with someone. God intends for us to love people out loud and he's gonna empower us, I believe, as a church. Speaking of us loving out loud as a church, I wanna remind us that all of us unofficially are part of the welcome team. We're all part of the welcome team. We're all responsible for sharing God's love to this church and to this community. Someone needs your hug, your handshake, and your high five. Someone needs a word of encouragement that only you can provide. Someone needs to be welcomed. Someone needs to feel the love of Jesus. They need to feel the hospitality that comes from you. For some of you, God is calling you to step in and be part of our connections ministry and open the door and share a smile and share a God bless you when they come in and when they leave. For some of you who are seasoned saints, God is calling you to be part of the prayer team. Why? So that you can lift up intercession for them and for their need. I truly believe that if we do this, we're gonna see this church advance. I just wanna make mention and give God praise. I don't know if you know this, but We've had an 18% increase in average weekend attendance since last year, and it's because you've loved people extravagantly. God is sending people to this church because you've loved them out loud. And I wanna take a moment and I wanna pause. And I wanna ask you to help me thank our volunteers who give time out of their week. They work full-time jobs and they come and I'm here to say to you volunteers, thank you for what you do. This church exists because you choose to follow Jesus and love people. In fact, tonight we're gonna have team night and we're gonna celebrate them. We as a staff are gonna celebrate our volunteers and I'm inviting everyone who's part of our volunteer team to come out. We wanna celebrate you. We wanna thank you. We also wanna express God's thanks to you as well. But I also wanna issue an invitation for those of you who have sensed the tug of God to love people out loud. You've sensed in your heart God calling you to step in and serve some way. If you felt that tug, I want you to come. I want you to come and help us celebrate the volunteers, but I also believe that if you come, you're gonna meet a group of people who love Jesus, who follow Jesus, and love people as well. And I believe that if you come, you're gonna meet the group of people that God intends you to be a part of. He's gonna help you get connected to a ministry team just like that. You're gonna walk away with new friends and knowing that God loves you. I also wanna invite those of you who wanna step in and serve to two classes that are starting in a couple weeks. They happen the third and fourth 
Sundays of the month at 11.30 at the same time. The first one is discover your purpose. Our great desire as a church is that you would discover your God-given purpose, that you discover that you have been made on purpose and for a purpose, and that God created you to make an impact. I want you to discover what that's all about, and then the next week we have join a team. We want you to find the team that God is calling you to be a part. We're not just trying to take away your time. We're trying to help you discover the joy of the Lord that comes from serving people, from serving people. We love God by loving people, and God's inviting us to make sure that God's love is visible to us. We'd love for you to be a part of Team Night. Here's the second way God loves us out loud. Here's that truth about how God loves us. Number two is this, God's love is sacrificial. Yep, God's love is sacrificial. Jesus says this in verse 34, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. He's saying don't love people the way, the way that you understand, love them the way that I love you. God's love is sacrificial. God proved his love on the cross. It was extravagant, it was expensive, it was sacrificial. God gave it all for us to tell us that he loves us. He's inviting us to do the same. For you see, true love is selfless, it's willing to sacrifice. Parents, you know what that's all about. You know what it's like to take your kids and be their Uber and take them back and forth and back and forth and do it for free. All the moms of newborn kiddos, you know what it's like to have true love that's sacrificial. After a nine month pregnancy and being tired, then you still get up to feed your baby even when your husband's asleep. You're still willing to express true love. God's inviting us to not only love the kids that he's put under our care, but love all of God's kids to be sacrificial and express God's love. For you see, love is found not in the getting, but in the giving. It's found in the giving of love. For you see, you discover that love is a two-way street. There's something powerful that happens when we give love. We receive it back. If we really wanna receive God's love, we have to be willing to share God's love with other people. I found over time as a pastor that some people are hesitant to give sacrificially. Why? Because they believe, they believe the, the message of the world and the message of the world is this, get what you can while you can. But God switches the paradigm and he says, give what you can while you can. Many of us, we struggle with giving sacrificially because we think we're gonna have less after we give, we think if we give our time away, we're gonna have less time. We believe that if we give our energy away, we're gonna have less energy. We believe that if we give away our resources, we're gonna have less resources. But we fail to realize how God is, what he truly is like. And this is what Jesus said in Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. Here's what God is all about. When we're willing to give in his name and for his glory, he gives back to us. God's never gonna leave us in a place where we don't have enough. That's why we give and return the tithe to God. That's why we give sacrificially. That's why we give offerings. 
Because if we truly give what God speaks to our heart to give, he never leaves us in a place where we don't have enough. We serve a God of ever expanding resources. He never runs out of love or capacity or resources. He is God. He is the one who created the heavens and the earth. He is the one that raised Jesus from the dead. And if he can do that, he can provide resources to you. In fact, if you'll permit me, I want to share with you how that story ended. Right after Jim Elliott died, his wife picked up the flag and still felt called to the Ayuka people. She spent two years, she spent two years learning the language of the Ayuka people. And then she took her three-year-old daughter, Valerie, and the wife of one of the martyred men, Rachel, and they went to go live with the Ayuka people these people who had killed her husband. And she began to preach the gospel and tell them that God loved them and many came to faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, the tribe changed their name from Ayuka, which means savage warrior to the Warani people. And today and today and today, because of Elizabeth's faithfulness to God, over 40% of the Warani people believe in Jesus Christ. All because two people were willing to answer the call to love out loud. Never underestimate what kind of impact we can make when we say yes to the call of God. And we say yes to loving people out loud. Today I believe God is speaking to each one of us and saying love out loud. Love each other as I have loved you. He's inviting us to take a step forward. Whatever step God is speaking to you, I wanna encourage you to take that step. Maybe it's to greet the people right next to you that you sit next to every weekend. There's probably somebody on your row who needs a word of encouragement that can come from you. Maybe God's inviting you to step on one of our connections team and to open a door and share a smile because you never know what people come in with. You never know the struggles and the hardships. You never know if there's someone coming in because they've been hurt by the church and they're skeptical. And maybe they said in the car on their way over, I'm gonna give church one more chance. Well, the truth is, is that today we can express God's love. Maybe God's calling you to, to jump in and, and join a life group and get connected. Maybe he's inviting you to be a coach for kids in our kids' soccer leagues. Maybe he's inviting you to be a life group leader. Maybe he's inviting you to join one of our ministry teams. Maybe he's inviting you for the first time to give to a kingdom builder's offering. Maybe he's inviting you to finally step out in faith and honor him with the tithe. Whatever step he's asking you to do, be willing to say yes. For you see, Jesus said this, if you're willing to lose your life, you'll surely save it. But if you try to save your life, you'll lose it. Today, we get the opportunity to give our life away. In fact, this is what Jim Elliott said in one of his journal entries that captures the essence of God's love. He says this, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. When we give what we can't keep, we gain what we can't lose. Here's what God means. When we love people God's way, what we do is we love them into the kingdom. For you see, we warm people and win them to us so that we can warm them and win them to Christ. 
That's what God's love is all about. All that we have, all the material possessions we can't take to heaven. But what remains in heaven is this, two things. Number one, those that we've introduced to Jesus. And number two, the good works that we've done in God's name and for his glory. The Bible tells us that everything that we do out of our own humanity and for our own benefit, it gets burned up by God's righteous fire. But what happens is that the things that we do for his glory, he gathers them together, he refines them, and they become precious metals and precious stones that God uses to form the crown of righteousness that he puts upon us. Today, church, we get to invest in the next generation. We get to invest in this church. We get to invest in a kingdom builders project. We get to extend God's love to someone else. And I'm inviting you to say yes to Jesus, whatever he speaks. And today, as I close, I wanna invite you to stand. And I just wanna, I wanna share with you the most important thing that we can say yes to is the love of Jesus. In fact, Jesus loves you so much that he died for you and he wants you to know him. And I know that some of you have sensed the tug in your heart from God. He's been speaking to you. And you're like my friend at Walmart who said, I don't know Jesus well enough. I wanna give you that opportunity today to say yes to Jesus. In fact, we believe here at Westover saying yes to Jesus is as clear as ABC, A, admitting that we need Jesus because we all need him. Believing that he died on the cross to pay the debt of sin that we can't pay, the debt of sin that separates us from God, but also believing that he rose again on the third day to give us life, hope, freedom, and healing. And then see, confessing from our heart with our mouth out loud that we want him to be the Lord of our life. The word of God says this, that if we confess that Jesus is Lord from our heart out loud, we shall be saved. So I wanna give you that opportunity today. I wanna to invite everyone to bow their head and close their eyes. No one move, no one moving. We wanna give you a private audience with God. Give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If you're at a place in your life where you've never said yes to Jesus, or you know that your relationship with Jesus has been distant and you don't feel connected to him, this is God's moment for you. He wants to express his love to you, but you have to be willing to receive it. So on the count of three, if you're in that place and you know you need to say yes to Jesus for the first time or rededicate your life, on the count of three, I wanna invite you to raise your hand. You're not saying yes to this church, you're saying yes to Jesus. One, two, three. Yes, hands going up everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, sir, up, up in the balcony. Yes, yes, yes. Here's what I'm gonna invite you to do. I'm gonna invite you to say this prayer with me. In fact, I'm gonna invite all of us to say this prayer from our heart, with our mouth, out loud, all of us. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross to pay for my sin and to forgive my life. Today, I believe in you. Today, I put you in charge of my life. Thank you for loving me. I commit my life to you today and forever in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. If you just said that prayer, congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. Here's, here's a couple steps I'd love to invite you to do. First, 
I'd invite you to retrieve your phone, take a photo of the number that's on the screen. I'd invite you to text New Life to the number on the screen. We'd love to help you in your journey of faith. We also invite you next weekend to join our Faith Essentials class where you can get the questions of faith answered. We invite you to come at 1130 for that class. And finally, the next time we have a water baptism moment, we're inviting you to say yes and sign up for it. We'd love to celebrate God's faithfulness in your life as you publicly declare that he's Lord and Savior. And finally, just want to say we'd love to see you at team night. God bless you and we are dismissed.